Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Adamson. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. We sure are. To provide more value, we're going to let you listen in to interviews with our top agents on interesting topics. Enjoy this interview with Jessica Drew. So it was really cool. Like I uh, ran, was running around the office for the meeting today and I ran into you. Um, so I thought, wow, I'll get a great opportunity to, to talk to you. And what I'd like to accomplish today is just to talk about your success, um, how you got started in real estate and uh, how you did it. And uh, I hope that the takeaway for everyone is it's possible for them. Right. And and you made a good point. Like, why do we get into real estate? What is our big why? And um, my kids were very little at the time. And I was working full time, uh, ran a business on the side, didn't make it in that. And I think I found my passion in real estate when I started construction, Mm -hmm. started building our kids' first home. I actually have pictures of them as the trees are getting bulldozed and they're sitting out there like excited, not knowing what's going on at their age. And my husband noticed I was very passionate about the construction process from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And so then after we moved into the house, he said, why aren't you selling it? Like, you love this so much, get into it. And then I met another top producer that kind of showed me the way and introduced me to Keller Williams. And I've been here for over five years now and never look back. And it's a learning experience every day. I would say no day repeats itself, which is kind of nice. It kind of keeps you on your toes. And during the pandemic, um, I changed my way of selling, you know, and it wasn't really selling. It was just the way of getting the contract going, meeting people during FaceTime because you couldn't meet them in person was um, a huge step for me. It was like, can this actually work? Can we keep selling Florida properties during all of this? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what happened for me. Well, let's go back to the beginning of your career. Like, So you got started in real estate. What did you do to generate business? So I started out with the bullpen area, which, you know, everybody can go in there and kind of commingle and share ideas. And then I realized I was sitting there and then what, you know, where do the clients come from? Mm -hmm. Well, the clients come from your sphere. So they came from my Facebook. They came from my previous job. Um, I knew so many people that were renting. I was like, okay, those can be first time home buyers. Mm -hmm. So then my third thing I did was door knock. Mm -hmm. So I realized that the money wasn't always in the office. It was outside in the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Get to know your community, go door knock, go introduce yourself to your neighbors. And then I sold 31 homes my first year, not buying any leads at all. And um, it just kept, you know, a snowball effect after that. And then I realized helping people didn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. Did you work 24 hours a day? No. How, no. how did you How did you have your life? I know it's very important, your family. How did you do that? So family time is important. So um, always did uh, meditation first and just kind of start my day out with with peace and took the kids to school and had breakfast with them. Mm-hmm. And um, then I would start my work day. So I felt like if you jump on your emails right away and you forget how to really start your morning, you're kind of doing things backwards. You need to do something for yourself first and your family and don't skip that and then start work. And the Google calendar and color coding really helped me. So I realized my time blocking, I probably only worked three or four hours straight a day. 
you know, because finding one lead out of those four hours was possible. I was planting the seed, as some people call it, and keep watering it, watering it. And a closing didn't happen within 30 days of starting to door knock, of course. But word got around, and that's when the closing started to kind of roll in, is planting that seed, watering it, watching it grow. And the growing part is your clientele, you know? So you went to classes to learn what to do. That's the bullpen. You were in the office. Then you started going outside once you knew enough. Right. And you're, and then you knocked on doors and what did you have three hours before you picked your kids up or what, how did that work? So at the time they were really little and I want to say I had to pick them up around two thirty or so. And then in hopes of wrapping my calendar up with my husband when he would get home and then I would leave again. Mm-hmm. So door knocking a uh, hundred homes roughly took uh, four hours. So uh, an hour of preparing in the morning of what to bring and what to say and practice those objection handling because you're going to someone's door for the first time, right? Um, And then I would take plenty of notes while I was there, and then I would do a follow-up in the mail. Wow. So give us like a rundown of how many homes you sold or you can give us your production numbers, what would, what, whatever way you would like okay. so that people would get an understanding of what we're talking about and what you've accomplished. Sure. So what's interesting is the longer I've been in business, the less hours I'm actually working and I'm selling triple. So my first year I sold 6.1 million, 6.1 million, 31, 31 homes. Gotcha. Um, that was back in the market where there wasn't really a lot of multiple offers. Things were a little bit more level. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into under 20 million. And then it turned into 56 million, or I'm sorry, 56 homes. And then it turned into 81 homes. And then last year, I think, was 90, 92 properties. And so my goal was always, can I, can I get to 100? You know, Can I still have my weekends off? Because my kids are in three sports. We've got basketball, volleyball, and baseball, and I don't miss any of it. So if it's on your calendar, and then your clients can kind of work around that. They don't have to know that you have personal time. Everybody deserves that. You shouldn't feel guilty. Mm -hmm. But if it's on the calendar, let's say my daughter has volleyball today from 3.30 to 5. Well, then I know my appointments can't be in that time frame. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. um, Buyer, but I have... Wednesday available at this time or Thursday available at this time, which works for you. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of agents jump too quickly to make themselves unhappy to go for a one hit wonder is what I call it, which isn't how you run your business. You know, a doctor's office, a dentist, nobody runs their business and gets you in right away. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean they're not great at what they do. It just means they have a calendar that they should follow. Mm -hmm. And I think any profession should follow that calendar so you can actually have Let's say, for instance, my days are Saturday and Sunday off, and unless I'm in negotiations, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, or another agent might want Monday and Tuesdays off. Okay, well, if you're consistent, you'll always know when your days are off, mm-hmm. you know, and you won't get burned out. And I think that's important from going from 31 transactions to almost 100 a year and following that strict calendar. So if I could share anything with older agents that are burned out or brand new agents that are just lost with their calendar, the calendar, besides going to the KW classes, is most important. Mm-hmm. Go to the classes, then get a grip on your calendar. Now go run your business. 
So Gary, in the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book, it has a the triangle, the three L's. So it has leads, and it sounds like you attacked leads to the point of door knocking. What was your why? Like most people would say, I, I'm not doing that. So my big why was my children, and I wanted to, this is before they got into sports. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're on a tight budget, you can't do those things. I wanted to be able to pay for private school for them. I wanted to be able to put them in travel sports, which are very pricey. I wanted to be able to pay off debt and know that I didn't have to live paycheck to paycheck. And another ultimate goal was I wanted to have a home paid for and no mortgage before 40. Mm -hmm. And I feel like those big whys, they were almost laughable back then. And to see myself actually achieve all of that now has given me a sense of, okay, I feel accomplished mm-hmm. and I can I can actually say no to things that I don't want to do now. And I think that's very important in this business as well to not say yes to everyone. Big. If, if that's not, if you don't have right. the same common goal with your client, mm-hmm. then maybe they're not for you and you should refer them out. Don't get burned out on a business that you came into and you love so much. Get a grip of your calendar and write down your big whys and find out why you really got into this business. You really have to dig deep. And uh, KW offers bold. I've done bold five times. I cry every time I'm in that class because I learned something new about myself. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to take it again. They it's, say take it 10 times and I'm ready for the sixth time. It's coming the end of March. I just uh, signed yesterday. Okay. So the how did you go from 31 to 91 homes? What changes to your organizational structure did you make? Well, I added um, an admin and uh, I interviewed, I want to say 13 young ladies Mm -hmm. and I got to my top three. I gave them an assignment and I chose the person based on how great that assignment was. And I actually needed the assignment done. So I was able to use the assignment, hire someone, and she's been with me for four years straight. Wow. Any, so I'm very lucky to have her. You are. And the tenure is very good. It makes a big difference when they stay. Right. And that, nothing else? Nothing so else. you got an admin? Very good. She's very strict um, on my calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's something blank in there, she likes to fill it up for me. And I, she's my boss per se, you know, she is the backbone to my business. I feel like if you get busy enough as an agent Mm -hmm. and uh, you need someone to start scheduling your showings while you're out showing another property, you can't do it all by yourself. You really have to leverage and get a buyer's agent or a listing agent or an admin, which is the only step I've taken so far. I think I'm ready for the buyer's agent next. Mm -hmm. Um, But as of right now, we, we haven't had our end of year meeting yet to see where the next step is for 2022. So as we close, what is your big goal for next year? Big goal for next year. Oh, nobody's asked me that one yet. Um, I want to say probably 45 to 46 million um, at an extra vacation and two rental properties need to be closed by next year. The 46 million, does it get you over a million GCI? It should get me right there. Okay. It should gross. Right. Gross, not net. Yes. Okay. If okay. we can gross a million, that would, um, obviously, I'm able to give my my admin another bonus, mm-hmm. as I like doing, another raise. Right. You know, for someone to stay with me that long, 
you know, I do appreciate her. So Jessica Drew from new to a million dollar gross in 2022. We got this. How many years? Five years. Five years. Gary Keller says you can be anything you can dream of in five years. And you are proving that true. 